thank you for joining us for this podcast on adopting digital twins in the oil and gas industry. This is Ralph Rio, and I'm an industry analyst with ARC Advisor Group since 2000. With me is Jan Johannesson, who is with Tata Consultancy Services, or TCS. Uh, Jan, would you like to uh, give a short introduction of yourself? Yes, good morning or good afternoon for everybody around wherever you are. This is, my name is Jan-Erik Johansson. I am the industry advisor for Upstream Oil and Gas with the Tata Consultancy Services. I've been with them for about uh, almost six years now. Excellent. Uh, and Jan has a long history prior to that in the oil and gas industry. He's a, a well-versed expert in the dynamics of that industry. So uh, let's, let's go to the first question for Jan. Uh, the oil and gas industry is often disrupted by events, and you know the current COVID-19 pandemic is uh, certainly one of them that has caused a lot of chaos, both from uh, there was an oversupply, uh, and certainly uh, the COVID-19 pandemic caused a, a reduction in demand. Those two things that are, are uh, just generating all kinds of chaos in the industry. Jan, if you could just give us your thoughts for uh, managing this chaos. Well, I think that the uh, the chaos that the COVID-19 has created kind of shadowed or created an over-focus on just the COVID-19 problem when we actually had a fundamental supply-demand issue already in the industry prior to this. The, the uh, event of the U.S. becoming a major uh, or the world-leading pursuit, uh, producer of crude again have created an enormous oversupply versus the demand. The COVID-19 situation, this amplify that, particularly on the demand side, as the demand side went down to almost zero. So I think there is where we see the effect. So what do we do for this? I mean, how do we manage this chaos? Well, I think that with the tools that were, or the solutions that was being worked on prior to this uh, uh, pandemic is the same tools that we need to focus on now, but maybe a little sharper, but it allows us to put solution in place that will last after the, this pandemic has gone by and benefits the industry in the long term. I think TCS has been uh, quick in this and focused something we call our business 4.0 model that is uh, providing uh, services and support in a very much an agile fashion, which is location independent and allows us to work with remotely. We've been able to put 85 more than 85% of our workforce on working from home during this pandemic and still being able to service our customer. Uh, agility for the industry is important. Uh, TCS has been leading the way here by declaring that we will be an agile company by 100% by the end of 2020. So I think that this is uh, things that we are going to have to look at going forward. Uh, just make sure that we this do not react, overreact to the pandemic, but put tools in place that will last us going forward. Excellent. So the the uh, the digital twin, which is a, a virtual representation of a physical asset, seems to map well to the TCS uh, business uh, 4.0 model um, in that it gives real-time visibility to what's going on in an asset. Um, how would this technology apply to uh, managing the chaos in the oil and gas industry. I think that the uh, well, there's a. I think digital twin is uh, just one tool uh, that is not necessarily 
new to uh, in general. It's been around in other parts of other industries for quite some time. But I think that the digital twin in combination with other tools like automation and digitization is where the power comes in. Digital twins allows the uh, automation to become, become much more efficient. And I think that's where the power will come. Wow. Um, when you talk about the uh, automation becoming much more efficient, um, you know, I've heard of digital twin improving the operation of equipment and, and uh, preventing unplanned downtime. Are those the kinds of aspects of uh, efficiency that you're referring to? Partially, I think that you know, the one thing that the, in the uh, TCS operating model is also the, what we call the machine first model, which we're saying that the, if the decision is well, who can do this task, uh, let's try to do it with the machine first. So can we automate many more tasks? Now, digital twin providing a real-time model where two things we can do with it. One is obviously we can simulate the automation efforts prior to actually implementing them. And secondly, once it's up and running, the digital twin can process and provide the data into the this particular task or process that we have automated, and we can monitor that on a real-time basis. So I think digital twin plays two roles in this. And I think the automation will be go further than just helping us seeing what the, for example, if a particular piece of equipment in terms of maintenance can be uh, become predictive, but it's also in how does this piece of equipment play in to the overall asset if you have a, a, a complete picture of your asset. Wow, that's a very comprehensive and uh, and thorough uh, explanation of, of digital twin. I like that. Uh, you know, Analytics are also a key aspect of uh, digital twin. Uh, uh, of course, the analytics need good data to to operate in uh, well. You know, good good data yields good results. Can you talk a little bit about the issues that occur with the data? Uh, yes, I think uh, data is near and dear to my heart. It's been that for, as you pointed out earlier, in the, my my career in oil and gas has been around have been around data, and uh, the, I think that we are in, as an industry discover now how poorly we have managed our data, and we are now realizing that to be run analytics and to use these tool automation, digital twins, machine first, like we said, machine learning, etc. Data has to be good. Data has to be clean, clear, verified, uh, uh, so that you can trust the data. I take an example: if you automate the drilling process. You want to make sure you've got good data because you don't really want something wrong to happen while you're drilling a well somewhere and you maybe have uh, some some incidents that you need to manage that usually can be managed by an automated fashion if you have good data. If you have wrong data, you get a wrong decision. So I think that the, uh, the data is critical and the industry, but you can see that a lot of people are now waking up to it uh, we see creation of chief data officers, etc. That data is becoming important. Wow, excellent! What would you recommend for managing the data? You know, you've given a very good explanation why data quality is important and uh, uh, why it needs to be managed. But do you have any recommendations for managing the data for real-time digital twins? 
yes, I, I think yes, they do. And I, but I think I'd like to add a little bit from the previous question. We're also looking at a lot of more data types uh, trying to enter into if we want to do proper analytics and automation. I think the integration between IT and OT, uh, the back office data with the operational data is becoming vital. We also have what a lot of in the industry calls dark data. We saw the written reports and all that knowledge that was uh, put on paper, but never really entered into the digital world. That has to come into place. So to do that, we need a, a much stronger data governance than we have at present. And we, one of the things that seemed to help a lot, I think the Sobrains Oxley Act showed it to us, is that if you add financial value to it, to data, like you do on asset and equipment, et cetera, suddenly people pay attention to it. And I don't know if that's a solution, but it certainly would help uh, focus management's attention to the value of the data. We used to say, how one of the crude measurement was, what's the cost to regenerate that data if you lose it, lost it? So I, I think that the, uh, in short, strong data governance, uh, add financial value, uh, and make sure you have a, if you're going to use the digital twin for a real-time stuff, make sure you have an, a, so we say, solid um, inspection program to in, update your data for your asset. Uh, and it has to be comprehensive because anything that changes on an asset invalidates your model unless the model is updated. I, the digit, sorry, I'm, I should say the digital twin model, not just the model. So I think that's... Uh, critical that you have that in place. Okay, excellent. I might be, I might be, maybe, maybe I should add also that the other part of the integration is the surface and subsurface data that needs to be integrated. I think that we have a lot of data that is below surface and we have a lot of data on top of surface. That data needs to be uh, also looked at as a, in a continuum if the digital twin is going to work properly. Excellent. Um, well, Jan, I, I have to thank you for these very interesting insights. And folks, thank you for listening. This podcast was created by ARC Advisor Group. We advise industrial suppliers and manufacturers on technology trends and market dynamics that affect their business operations and competitiveness. Our website is www.arcweb.com. Thank you for listening.